Have you been wondering and waiting and imagining what kind of magic prevails in the land of Xandador? After all, The Dragon Collector is a fantasy book, and fantasy books are supposed to have magic, right? Maybe, but I don't always like to do what's expected. And although it would have been an absolute blast to design my own magical system, I couldn't in good conscience create one. As I explained in episode 13, the same god who created this real world in which we live created my fantasy world. Adding a magical system to my world seemed to undermine god's ultimate power, and that wasn't something I wanted to do. Now, there are some aspects of Xandador that are beyond the realm of reality, but god is given credit for creating the dragons that can do fantastical things like teleport and become invisible. God is the source of their power and any other unusual aspect of the land of Xandador. And here on day 15 of the 21 days of storytelling, in chapter 12 of The Dragon Collector, Javen expects to experience magic. Listen in to find out how he learns there is no magic in the land of Xandador. Welcome to a special storytelling edition of Published Before College, the podcast with short and snazzy shows that teach creative kids how to think like an author, build confidence in their creative writing skills, and take ownership of the publishing process. I'm your host, DK Drake, author of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. During these 21 days of storytelling, I'll be reading you snippets of The Dragon Collector, book one of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga, and sharing behind-the-scenes insider secrets along the way. In The Dragon Collector, 15-year-old Javen believes he is simply an ordinary orphan abandoned by his mother at birth until he is whisked away to another dimension and his destiny as the chosen one from the Collector bloodline is revealed. Armed only with an ancient weapon, a trio of old advisors, and his determination to win, Javen is soon caught up in a dangerous battle for the throne. Now his choices could save, or destroy, the people and dragons of Xandador, including the mother he just met. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 12. A Smashing Return Slow down! Javen tugged on the Boundaroo's ears, but it was too late. They crashed through the large door of the Octibarn, sending splinters of wood in every direction. The collision threw the Boundaroo off balance, and it slid sideways to the middle of the barn. He took advantage of the opportunity and scrambled out of the oversized pouch onto the dirt floor. Free of its human cargo, the red Boundaroo began bouncing about and badgering the Octis. The poor Octis started swishing around and banging into each other while trying to avoid the pest. I told you to make your Boundaroo stop, not break my barn door! Ravier stepped out of his overactive Boundaroo. He let it join its buddy and marched toward Javen. Now it's going to take me hours to calm these Octis down and round up the escapees. I told you that I tried to make it stop, but that stinky animal wasn't in a cooperative mood. His pants, sticky with boundaroo goo, suctioned themselves to his legs. A combination of water, slobber, and dirt dripped from his disheveled hair and onto his ripped shirt. Guess it wasn't happy after I made it run through a swamp, swim through a river filled with biting fish, crawl through pitch-black caves, climb up and down steep hills, weave through a thick forest, and carry a person in its belly. None of that would have been necessary if you would have kept your mouth shut when we were watching the dragon. How was I supposed to know the dragon could teleport, spit acid, and devour Octis? You're supposed to be the teacher, Javen said, pointing his finger and poking Ravier in the chest, and you did a terrible job of teaching me. Don't touch me again. Oh, you mean don't do this? Javen pressed both of his hands onto Ravier's chest and pushed. Ravier didn't budge. He did, however, push back, sending Javen to the ground with a flick of his wrist. You don't want to fight me, he said. I think I do. Javen jumped to his feet and rushed shoulder first into Ravier. It didn't knock Ravier off balance like he intended, 
but judging by the angry face and fisted hands, he did succeed in making Ravier more angry than before. Enough! A sharp whistle from Esmeralda's lips for ten straight seconds stopped the fight. The Bounderoos stopped bounding. The Octis stopped flying. Now that I have your attention, she said, entering the barn and taking each Bounderoo by the ear, Ravier, I want you to feed these things, then set them free in the woods. Javen, I want you to go inside, shower, and go to bed. Hannah, you're going to account for all the Octis and find any that flew away. In the meantime, I'll rig a door so no more can escape. When no one moved, Esmeralda handed off the Bounderoos to Ravier and shouted, Go! Ravier grunted and took control of the Bounderoos. He led them to the corner feeding trough while Hannah wandered off, mumbling something about recovering the escaped Octis because she wanted to, not because Esmeralda told her to. The only one who didn't move was Javen. Well, she said, go shower. I want to watch you fix the door. I've never seen anyone use magic before. Magic? Esmeralda laughed. There's nothing magical about pounding nails into wood. What makes you think I'm going to use magic? Gee, I don't know, Javen said. I just figured that a place with dragons and portals and invisible shields had magic to go along with it. Any earthling who has read about fantasy worlds like this would logically conclude that magic is involved. I've kind of been wondering what my magical powers are and how to use them. First of all, this isn't a fantasy world. It's a real place in a real dimension that is just different than yours. Second, what you see as magical is nothing more than scientific scaleology in action. Scaleologists have worked for thousands of years to figure out how to use the scales the dragons shed every ten years to give us energy, medicine, portals, and even invisible shields. And third, you don't have any magical powers. You do have a unique talent that allows you to communicate telepathically with dragons, and once you begin collecting dragons, you'll be able to tap into and use the speed, strength, invisibility, and teleportation abilities of your dragons. But you, my son, like every other person in this dimension, have no magical powers. If you did, you wouldn't need to go through with the very human, very mundane activity of taking a shower. Please go do that now. You're filthy and you stink. Don't you want to know why I'm filthy? I look forward to hearing the story tomorrow when you're clean and I'm rested. She pointed to the door. Go. Good idea, Javen said. If life in Xandador was going to involve more days like the one he just lived through, he wanted no part of it. Tomorrow is day three and I've made my decision. I want to go back to Earth. Whoever those scaleologists are, Javen said, shivering and burying himself under the covers on his bed. They need to figure out how to get hot water in their showers. At least the contraptions they called showers encouraged quick cleaning and minimal water waste. But it sure was a miserable experience stepping into that steel closet punctured with holes on three walls, the ceiling and floor. Had he known what was coming when he stepped on the pedal on the floor, he would have braced himself for the onslaught of frigid water rushing at him from the hundreds of holes around him. Instead, he was caught off guard, jumped, slipped, and bruised his rear. Showers here were cold, painful experiences. On the plus side, he did like the soap and shampoo. He smelled like he'd just stepped out of a rainforest. The fatigue didn't take long to overpower the cold, and Javen soon drifted off to sleep. He had no idea how long he had been sleeping when a noise from the porch below startled him. He tried to check the time, but considering his earlier gift to Reese, his watch was no longer on his wrist, and the room didn't have a clock. Javen stayed in bed with his eyes closed, trying to force himself back to sleep. He could tell, however, that someone was pacing on the wooden planks, and he could hear the sound of muffled voices. Curious, he got up, opened his window, and listened. Fail, 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 Ravier was saying. All that kid did today is fail. Oh, it couldn't have been that bad. Esmeralda's voice. 
His mother was defending him. Really? He had no respect for the dragon, got our octis eaten, made eye contact with the clerk in Torix, lost our seeds and nearly himself in swallowing sand, forced us to travel by Boundaroo and whined and moaned and complained like a childish brat all day. Ravier, give him a break. He's young, he's in a strange new place, and he hasn't learned how to handle himself in Xandador. That's your job, to teach him. I pass. He's not the one. He can't be the one. If he is, we have no hope. Ravier's voice lowered, and Javen had to strain to hear. Besides, we're asking the impossible of him. The only dragons remaining in Xandador are hundreds of years old. Collecting a yearling is tough enough. Collecting four dragons, all more than 500 years old, can't be done. It can if he's trained properly. The first dragon he tries to ride is going to eat him alive no matter how well he's trained. Javen gulped. That did not sound pleasant. You're wrong, and there's something you need to get through your head right now. You're wrong, and there's something you need to get through your head right now. Esmeralda spoke with an intensity Javen hadn't heard in her voice before. Dartes isn't here. As much as you and I want him to be, he's not the one. Javen is, and he needs your help. He's not going to get it. I'm done with him. Take him back where he came from tomorrow. I'll meet with the men of the village. We'll figure out another way to overthrow the Dark King. There is no other way. There has to be. That kid is not man enough to be a collector or a king. Javen heard the front door open and slam shut, but it was the harsh words of his grandfather that caused Javen's knees to buckle and his body to slump down to the floor. He wanted to get angry, but he couldn't. Not when he knew his grandfather was right. If you enjoyed today's storytelling episode, but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com backslash insiders. There you can secure your free digital copy of The Dragon Collector as part of the DK Drake Starter Library. But The Dragon Collector will only be included in the Starter Library through the end of these 21 days, so be sure to become an insider by November 10th to get your free copy. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>